Welcome to TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Racers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining us today is Rachel Chow, Director of Consumer Marketing at the Texas Beef Council. Rachel, welcome to TSCRA Talk. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here talking to you. Now, let's dive right in. Give us a refresher on the Texas Beef Checkoff. Sure. So we here at the Texas Beef Council, we are funded by the Texas Beef Checkoff and the Checkoff Program. And in the the national checkoff program, which is a dollar ahead for every time cattle are sold. And we get that that money. Fifty cents goes to the cattlemen's beef board and then we get to keep fifty cents in the state. And then we also have the Texas checkoff that is an additional dollar to help us fund programs that encourage folks to eat more beef. That's great. So it's neat that it's producer funded and it's also producer managed, correct? That's right. We are managed by a 20-person board of directors that are that represent the cattle organizations in the state. And they just direct what our priorities should be for the year. And we work so closely with our board, and they're so great to help guide us and help us know what's going on out there with people who are raising cattle in whatever um, segment of the industry that they're in. And so we're just really able to do some really great things in research, education, and consumer marketing. Well, that's so neat. Now, one of the things that, one of my favorite things that I have seen on the Beef Loving Texans website is the Beef TV tab, where y'all have your BarberQuest and other videos. Tell us about that the BarberQuest project, as well as some of the other video features. Sure. So BarberQuest has been one of our, or my favorite projects to work on. It has been such a blessing to be able to fund a project like this and get out there in front of the consumer audience. So BarberQuest is a now eight-episode series that... And TV series, so it's about 25 minutes long each episode, and we travel all across the state of Texas going to barbecue restaurants, eating delicious smoked beef, and traveling across the state. And we've been able to position this show as a food and travel show, and we caught the eye of Hulu, and it now is all eight episodes are streaming on Hulu to anyone who wants to watch. That's awesome. How exciting and, and great coverage of beef. I mean, at, it, at its core essence. So that's awesome. It's a really great way for us to mix all of the wonderful things that make people hungry. So we are, we have beautiful imagery. It's really high quality production value. We work with um, an amazing writers, amazing directors, really fantastic producers that have, you know, film and Hollywood experience to create this amazing TV show that speaks to Texans about something that they are incredibly passionate about. And that is smoked brisket. I'll tell you what, you know, anytime we're posting content, online, on our website, through our social media channels, even in our, you know, more traditional advertising strategies, brisket is always our top performing piece of content. And so now we have, and, you know, 
eight episode show, I mean, eight episode TV series that not only introduces consumers to all of the awesome barbecue that they can get all across the state of Texas, but also the stories behind some of the pitmasters who are really embracing this Texan cooking style and this food that is so uniquely Texan. And farmers and ranchers all across the state have should have a major pride in something that can be so uniquely Texan and so uniquely beef. Well, I am going to highly recommend that all of our listeners go check it out either on your website, beeflovingtexan.com, or on Hulu now, and uh, share it with all your friends. Now, tell me also about the beef team. That's another group that is out in the public. Tell us what that team includes. So the beef team is in its 11th season. So 11 years of the beef team, there's about... 1,200 runners, cyclists, and triathletes who wear the Fueled by Beef jerseys all across the state. And they not only run races and compete for beef, but they also volunteer in their communities and receive points to do that for the beef team. And it's just been an incredible journey for that team to go from having, you know, maybe 20 runners to now all the way up to 1,200 runners and cyclists who get out there and they are literally running and walking and swimming and cycling billboards for healthy people eating beef. And we know from a consumer standpoint that a lot of times the nutritional value of beef is a barrier for them because they buy into the misconceptions about beef nutritional profile. And what we want to do is get out there with health messages that share that beef can fit into a healthy diet and what those healthy eating patterns are and showing that healthy people do eat beef and they're out there exercising and running and living these healthy lifestyles and that we can all be those people. Yeah, I love that. The, like they're literally a running billboard for for beef. That's awesome. Now, another thing that is interesting, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, I don't think we would have even fathomed the opportunity to partner with social media influencers. Tell us about that, those kind of partnerships that really meet consumers where they are. So, you know, you're right. 15 or, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, we were really, the only way we could really reach consumers was through media opportunities. And the media has changed so much. I mean, my background is in just very traditional public relations and media relations. And it's really changed so much. There's not as many people in the newsroom. There's not as many opportunities to get out there in front of the consumers through the media. But what they're is, is this new emerging media, which is social influencers. So people who share their lives and their opinions and what they like and who they are online. So whether that's on Instagram or on Facebook or through a blog, there are people out there that we have data to support that they are reaching more people with more influential messages than even celebrities. So 
That's what we're going to do. If consumers are out there listening to folks on Instagram or on Facebook or through their blog, we want to connect with those people and help them share really delicious information and recipes about beef. And so that's what we've done. Over the holidays, we partnered with five different social influencers to create a video showing what how they're celebrating the holidays. And so we had some really beautiful videos of prime rib and instructional videos are teaching people how to cook a prime rib and how easy it is to have this amazing, elegant dinner for your family at an affordable cost. So we got to do that. And we had another influencer who, in fact, was probably the most successful content from the influencer campaign that we did that did a beef pozole. And that is a Mexican beef stew. And it was incredible. She got incredible engagement with her recipe. And we're able now to share that content and engage with our audience further with recipes we know they love and ways to interact with real people like these influencers. Yeah, I love it. You know, I am a young mom. And so it's fun to I mean, I follow a ton of social media influencers and you feel a connection with these people. So when they, when they tell you that they love to feed their family beef, I mean, it's so encouraging and such a good message to get out there. So, and they're showing you how to do it and how to make it happen, especially when you're, you know, a new mom or just raising a family and trying to do all the things that raising a family entails. And the last thing that should be hard is feeding your family. And so having these influencers show how easy it is, how delicious and mouthwatering these recipes are, it makes it feel real for a consumer and is actually encouraging a beef meal. And that's what we always want to drive down to our bottom line is that we're increasing the demand for beef. Yep. I love it. I agree a hundred percent. That's exciting. Now, Y'all also do training and programs for producers. Tell us about Beef 706 and BQA programs. So we partner a lot with producers to educate them and make sure that we're continuing to get better as an industry and educate the people who continue to innovate and create delicious beef that is sold across restaurants and retailers all across the state and all across the country. And through Beef 706 and Beef Quality Assurance Programs, we're able to continue bringing that education to producers so that we're not just encouraging consumers to choose beef, but we're encouraging producers to continue to innovate and get better and create delicious beef that consumers want to purchase again and again and again. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, issues and reputation management. I personally value that so much in what y'all do because, you know, I, my husband and I, we're on the ranch, we're raising a family, we're doing those day-to-day things, and we appreciate that y'all are staying on top of things and watching potential stirrings in the media, and and then y'all are ready to handle that and take care of that. Walk us through that side of the Beef Council. Absolutely. So again, I mentioned before that my background is in public relations and media relations. And so this is a real passion point for me. Issues management and reputation management is 
so important, not only to the ability to respond when issues arise, but the ability to be prepared, knowing that they're going to arise at some point and having a group of people who get together and have their eye on it and their finger on the pulse always watching for those things to pop up and being at the at the forefront of the communications process at that. And so this is a real passion point for me specifically to just always be prepared for whatever may happen and know what's coming up. So that's what we do around here. We're constantly monitoring the media and monitoring those social conversations that are happening to be sure that we know what's coming up, but then can also look to the future to be able to prepare for what may come up in the future and have a response to that and make sure that the media is communicated with, our internal staff knows what's going on, and then producers at large are aware that we do know that these issues are coming up and that we are working on solutions for them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. You know, when truth and fact prevail with beef, you know, it's an easy sell. It's the misinformation that gets out there that I'm sure makes your job so much harder. (laughs) There is a lot of misinformation that we do, you know, that we have to to work against and, and fight for. And the fact is, is that fighting for what is right and fighting for Texas cattle ranchers is not a hard, not a hard thing to do. And, you know, We feel very prideful to be able to represent farmers and ranchers across the state through the beef checkoff, and we take very seriously the efficiency and the responsibility that we have with those dollars. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, tell me, when you are looking at developing content and programs, what are a few of the things that are in the forefront of your mind? So the first and foremost is we want to make data-driven decisions. We want to know that we have the research and the statistics and the numbers to support the investment in content development. We also want to know that we have the right tone, that we've talked to consumers, we know what they want to what they want to see from us and what they expect from a brand like Beef Loving Texans or from the Texas Beef Council. And what we've learned is that consumers want to see themselves in our content. And Texas is a big and diverse state. So we have worked really hard over the last several years to show more of a representation of real Texans all across the state. And whether that's having all kinds of diverse looking people, all kinds of diverse looking dishes, we really have leaned into ethnic cooking. And the United States has really been leaning into that. We know that Korean food and Vietnamese food and Mexican food, those are having moments right now where they're huge, trendy dishes and beef plays a huge role in all of them. We want to be opportunistic in in, in reaching out to consumers with the food that they love and knowing and feeling confident that we're listening to them to communicate with them in a way that they want to be communicated with. And so that's what we've been doing is just reaching out to consumers, asking what they want to see. We know that they want to see brisket, so we created BarbaQuest. We know that they want to see people like them creating foods that their families love to enjoy. And that's why we created our For All Plates of Life advertising campaign that really celebrates and embraces the food culture in the state. So, you know, we really want to just continue to listen to consumers 
and give them the content that they want, the recipes that they want, all accompanied by incredible photography and really high quality video. Let's need to hear all the things that go into the process, but it's not, um, and y'all really are looking at the, the big picture of it and um, meeting consumers where they are. That's right. You know, we always want to follow, we want to be at the forefront of trends. We want to be innovative with not only how we're creating content, but how we're promoting and distributing that content. And so we really do want to have data-driven decisions that can help us be more efficient with the dollars that we spend on creating content and then maybe even more importantly, distributing that content and making sure that that promotion and those eyeballs are getting on the content so that consumers can be influenced to continue to try new recipes, to feed their family beef, to feel good about that food choice and feel confident that farmers and ranchers in the state of Texas are nourishing their families. Yeah, definitely. Now, what would you say is the most important thing that you would like for cattlemen and landowners to know about the work that y'all do at the Beef Council? I think first and foremost that the staff here at Texas Beef Council is incredibly passionate about the work that they do and the jobs that they are doing and they feel an incredible amount of honor to be trusted with spending these hard-earned dollars that Texas cattle ranchers you know give to this program so it is it does not fall lightly on us the responsibility that we have to be efficient to create amazing programs that increase the demand for beef well, Rachel, thank you so much for all your information today. Thank you for coming on TSCRA Talk. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I encourage all of our listeners to go learn more at texasbeefcheckoff.com. And then also be sure to check out beeflovingtexans.com for all the great beef information. Stacey Fox, Executive Director of Events and Education at TSCRA, is here with us today to share about how TSCRA continues to meet cattlemen and landowners where they are. So, Stacey, with all of the shelter-in-place orders and social distancing guidelines right now during the COVID-19 pandemic, you've had to make some changes to the TSCRA programming and the way that you hold events. Tell us about how you're getting educational content out during this challenging time. Absolutely. Well, you know, education is a is a huge priority for cattle raisers, and so we we needed to find a way to continue that that education and getting that knowledge out there. So we've been using online platforms, just like a lot of people are beginning to use webinar technology more and more. It's not new technology, but we are using it and utilizing it more, and just making sure that that people have access to that information, whether it's live or listening to a recording later. Sure. Now, why is it important to keep offering the educational information during this time? Well, as we all know, there's a lot going on right now, and there's a lot going on with the cattle markets. Um, there's some risk. There's some, some things going on um, within our economy that are creating some abnormalities for our members. And so I think uh, we uh, had a recent webinar, and, and the, it wasn't a maybe a great outlook 
But I think by informing people and arming them with information, it helps our members make those decisions to help them stay in business through this time. Whether you're going to keep cattle that maybe you were originally going to sell or make some different management decisions or some different marketing decisions, we just want to make sure that we're getting that information out to members so that they can make those informed decisions in a time that that we're doing things a little differently than we, we have historically. It makes perfect sense. Now, you kind of touched on this, but I want you to tell us more about the content that you're focusing on and also what is planned for the future. Mm-hmm. So the thing that we started almost immediately were some market updates. As we all know, the cattle market did some interesting things uh, right around the time uh, we all had to take those uh, shelter-in-place and social distancing uh, precautions. And so we wanted to make sure that we were giving members information on what exactly happened within the market and then kind of how to react to that and then maybe a little bit of an outlook. It's hard to know what it's going to do depending on what the country and the economy does but just try to give some information. So we started weekly market updates, which have been really popular. A lot of people taking advantage of those. But we're also taking our Ranching 101 program that we have in our office every month, and we're going to put in on the web as well, which is something members have been asking for anyway. So it's been a great opportunity to learn how to do that, and hopefully we can continue that even after we can uh, start up our in-person events again. We also didn't get to host our annual Cattle Raisers Convention and Expo in March. We have rescheduled it for September 15th and 16th, but there was a lot of great content already planned for that event. So we're working with those speakers to come in, and we're actually going to deliver some of that content online between now and then just to kind of continue that information and that flow of information. So you might see cattle health topics, cattle health or uh, cattle nutrition topics. I've got a calving demonstration video that we're going to do. So we have a lot of different just management stuff so that it's not all COVID-19 all day, but we're still uh, mixing in some of those just management practices that will, will never go out of style, that will always be pertinent. And so we're trying to mix the important management stuff along with the current events. Well, that is fantastic. I'm excited to dive in and learn throughout the year. Now, I would encourage our listeners for more information about these upcoming programs that Stacy mentioned, as well as TSCRA, to visit tscra.org. <laughs> 